Welcome to Wild Quincy, a podcast that looks into the little-known and forgotten past of Quincy, Illinois. We've all heard the various urban legends, cars being pushed off railroad tracks by mysterious forces, or hitchhiker ladies who just take a ride and then disappear before their destination. But Quincy is no stranger to its own urban legends. In fact, one has stood the test of time so long that a street is named after it. In this episode, learn about the history of Ghost Hollow Road. That coming up next. Now, here's your host, Chris Ketters and Travis Hoffman. Travis, down to the last couple episodes of season four and uh, just coming off this James Scott crime episode. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, take a listen, but uh, getting some responses from uh, some of our listeners. Yeah, there's uh, I think the general sense of everything is he's where he should be is kind of the high level view but no we're we're creeping to the edge here of season four we've hit a couple pretty deep heavy topics and uh, i think this will be a fun one we're gonna we're gonna kind of lighten the mood a little bit lighten it yeah that's what i that's the perfect word for it so we're gonna be lightening the mood which is gonna be nice coming up we'll tell about uh tell you about that just in a few minutes but uh, before we get to a starter of course we love our patreon members we have a bunch of them we we love anybody that does donations or says something we've had a ton of uh people talking about us lately on different platforms and and one of those platforms is instagram and, and travis we got a shout out kind of like a business spotlight thing right yeah i want to give a shout out to Kristen at ray designs for the little local small business shout out uh, she's doing a series where she's kind of acknowledging some uh, small businesses that are doing some cool stuff and she uh, decided we were one of those things so we appreciate that she was digging the podcast especially the flood of 93 and the james scott the most recent ones there she's doing some great stuff her whole deal is kind of design branding uh if you're looking for more you can check it out at rae.design that's the the cool url the cool kids are doing these days so ray design <laughs> uh, really appreciate the shout out Thanks, Kristen. You know, you know, back in the day, it was like, uh, man, I, I'm really into this technology thing, and I, I, I really got a handle of it. And now in today's world, I'm like, so what is Snapchat? <laughs> I look like a drunk man fighting a bear trying to figure out sometimes on Instagram. I haven't even tried TikTok yet. I don't think I will. <laughs> I think I, that's where I throw in the towel and say, nope, too old for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we've turned the page, Travis. We've turned the page into let's being go, old men. Let's go holler at some kids that are on our lawn. <laughs> I'm already doing I'll that. I'll make you a cup of Metamucil. <laughs> I'm making my own right now. Oh, man. Well, hey, we got a lot to cover in this episode, so we don't want to spend much time uh, talking here. But we do have to talk about the question of the day. And Travis, man, this has been a tough season for you. I feel like this one, I, I, I'm hoping that this one might change the, the course of action. What do you think? You know, I don't even... I'm so numb to it now, Chris. The the sting of defeat has numbed me this season on the question of the day. So I'm going to give you no promises, and we'll just see what happens. Well, let's see if maybe we get a little close on this one. Here's the question of the day for this week. One of the biggest programs in the early years of TV for the tri-state area was a kid's show that was hosted by a guy by the name of Cactus Jim. What was the show called? All right, let me give you some options. So we have Cactus Jim and Friends, The Cactus Jim Show, The Cactus Jim Hour, or The Cactus Club. So that is the question. <laughs> Boy, you could have gave me a little more a little more variance in, <laughs> in options there, buddy. Kind of got to be setting me up for defeat here. All right, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the, uh, the lady luck brings when I guess randomly later. 
Yeah, <laughs> we just randomly. Well, again, let me give the question one more time. One of the biggest programs in the early years of TV for the Tri-State area was a kid's show called, uh, actually, I don't want to tell you what it's called, but I want to tell you it was hosted no, by ahead. a guy named... I can use, guy it. I can use it. <laughs> a little help. <laughs> it was, uh, was it a kid's show that was hosted by uh, a guy named Cactus Jim. What was the show called? Was it Cactus Jim and Friends, The Cactus Jim Show, the Cactus Gym Hour, or the Cactus Club. We'll have the answer for that coming up for you at the end of this episode, but it's time to go down a spooky, scary road. Mm. And it's called Ghost Hollow Road. We'll talk about that next, coming up here on Wild Quincy. Here's what you missed on the latest After Hours episode of Wild Quincy. Let's throw this out there as well. The thought that if James Scott wanted to see a natural disaster happen, he probably could have just sat around and waited because chances were pretty damn good that levee was going to break either way. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, the levee had gone down, what, a couple feet. But you know what? I don't believe that even if it went down a couple feet, that it wasn't still affecting those levees where it was going to give away. The Sny was two days later in, or three days later and the same thing happened to yeah. Sny and that was after the freaking West Quincy levee broke. I think that levee was going to go down either way. Yeah. I really do. Our After Hours episodes are available exclusively for Patreon members by going to patreon.com slash wildquincy. For just a couple dollars a month, not only will you double the amount of Wild Quincy episodes at your fingertips, but you'll also be supporting our efforts as we continue to dive into the wild and crazy history of our favorite town. Also, as a Patreon member, you can take part in our live events and Patreon-only outings, as well as having access to our regular episodes two days before they are released to the public. It's easy. Just head to patreon.com slash wildquincy. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash wildquincy and become a wild thing today. Well, what do we say? It's a road that uh, we grew up around as kids. I'm sure that most of you that grew up in the Quincy area were on this road at some point in time as kids. Because it's been around for a while, if I'm not mistaken. And we're talking about Ghost Hollow Road. And Travis, boy, I'm excited to dig deep because I know a little bit from our adventures, but I don't know the full story. So uh, lay it out for us, man. Yeah, that's that's the question. What is the real story on Ghost Hollow Road? There's a lot of urban legends surrounding that area. And we'll get to those. We'll get to those. But we started out thinking, let's figure out if we can sort fact from fiction here first. And to do that, I found a great article from uh, KGRC. It had an article called Woman Speak. It was a publication, and it was in the fall of 1998. It was done by Elizabeth A. Lacey, I believe. The photo, they photocopied in the scanned version of that document. The name is a little hard to read, so I believe it's Elizabeth A. Lacey. Want to give all credit where credit's due. If you know that that's not correct, please let us know. But it, the article was titled, The Legends of Ghost Hollow Road. And I'm just going to read this out because it's got some really good information in here. To improve delivery of emergency services in recent years, many rural areas of the tri-states have seen names given to previously numbered county roads. Often these names less easily to conf- or less easy to confuse than a set of numbers on a street name. Uh, you know, a lot of the times they got names like Smith Farm Road because Smith was a large property holder in that area. Others had picturesque qualities such as Lark Flying Springs. 
are Lark Spring Heights and, you know, things like Old Mill Road that paid tribute to a local landmark that at one point kind of graced that area. So it was in this process that the County Road 800 North in Adams County was given the name Ghost Hollow Road. According to Joe, uh, Joy Baker, who at the time was in the office of the Adams County as an engineer or in the engineer's office, um, I guess when they're going to name these roads, essentially what happened is they would talk to local area residents first and they would see what was, was there already any kind of common names or slang or references used. And in the case of 800 North, the popular name was Ghost Hollow Road. Okay. Why is the question, right? Right. So according to Matt Keller, who was a former Adams County Road Commissioner, whose ancestors were actually in that area in the 1800s, the route between what is now 24th Street and 36th Street on Quincy's south side all started as a mere path. Now, there were no houses at this time, and the area was thickly forested. He had heard that it was on one uh, at one time people were going through the area reporting to have seen what they thought was a ghost. Okay, so there may have been a ghost sighting way back in the day here. Uh, Keller recalled the existence of an old bridge, which uh, was what is now around thirty second and thirty third on the current Ghost Hollow Road. Since then, the deep ravine that was there that the bridge crossed was was filled in a lot, and now just a modern. Uh, nondescript, you wouldn't even know it was there usually, a culvert is actually what the road crosses these days. Grant Lepper, who's also a longtime resident of the area, with family roots several generations deep, remembers that bridge. He attributes a name to a story he heard about local children pranking passers-by who were in horse-drawn carriages. The children cloaked with a sheet, hid underneath the bridge, and jumped out to scare the traffic. The story is... Supported by another resident, uh, Betty Betty Wachter, it's a W-A-E-C-H-T-E-R, good luck with that one, um, who at the time lived on Ghost Hollow Road. She recalled that the road dipped down, as right where the road dipped down, the pranksters would lurk and jump out and spook the horse kitten carriages. So we have a similar trend, that similar stories that are corroborating this. Uh, another one is the memories of uh, Gene Griffith and Lloyd Mass, both of which who grew up in the area, and they also said that 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 location was ideal. It was very shadowy. There was a bunch of enormous trees right there. It had kind of just a spooky vibe altogether. So the combination of that dark atmosphere and the practical jokers who were out to scare their friends kind of came together and formed in how this name might have been the origin. So long story short, uh, Essentially, it's almost like a practical joke from from the 1800s here, late 1800s, huh. early 1900s, and that was just the whole reason. And I think I think this article set up pretty good here. And if I can find that here, um, taking all the stories together, the tales that are related leave the definite impression that the name of the road is a practical joke that the 19th century played on the 20th century, and with any luck, will continue to play on the 21st as well. So interesting. I think I think the whole genesis of the name of the road, the reason to give it a name, was to help improve the delivery of emergency services, which makes a lot of sense in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. So while there were some claims of maybe people saw apparitions out there, most of the time it was just kids screwing around, <laughs> scaring people, uh, hiding under the bridge in that, that, that kind of spooky area right there where it crossed the ravine. 
So that that's kind of what we have for the background, so to speak. It kind of gives you a reminder of, you know, we've heard about these stories. We talked about one just a, a few episodes ago with Chad about how these folklores have, have or, you know, these these things about, you know, screaming Johnnies and places like yeah. this where, you know, you have these stories that have been built. And, and, you know, the problem is when you go 100 years, I mean, just as a round number, you go 100 years in the past and they create these stories. And now 100 years down the road, what we what they took as a practical joke, we're taking as, oh, my gosh, this is a serious event. We need to name the road after it. <laughs> yeah, you see it more and more. And I mean, it, it makes sense, I think. Uh, you know, just the, like I said, that the, it was a practical joke from the 19th to the 20th century. It's 1800s fake news. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I think an important part to actually point out here is uh, I don't believe you were aware of it. And I'm sure a lot of people aren't aware of it. When we, we start talking about Ghost Hollow, we start talking about Ghost Hollow Road. We're talking about two different places. And most people don't know that. Ghost Hollow Road itself, as you know, runs from 24th Street until it kind of goes down the hill into Hurleman Lane, past 36, going, uh, I guess it'd be going east. That is a separate area from Ghost Hollow, technically. Ghost Hollow is the ravine that does actually cross into Ghost Hollow Road, like I mentioned, right there at about 32nd. But the holler, the term holler basically is kind of the more uh, early American reference to a kind of a valley or a, a ravine that's just created by the hillsides. And Ghost Holler is what it was known as, is actually, if you go down to Gardner Expressway, you'll see where 12th Street connects to 57, right there by the Mobile Home Park. That is actually where Ghost Hollow comes out at. That The creek there is called Ghost Hollow Creek. And technically, that ravine ends down here at the riverfront, or not quite the riverfront, but there at Gardner Expressway. So it's it's interesting. You got to kind of frame those two areas in your mind when you start going into the legends, because if you're thinking of one place, a lot of the legends don't make any sense, and we'll get to that in a minute. But just keep in mind that Ghost Hollow Road is. Not technically the same thing as Ghost Hollow. So it, let's compartmentalize those two areas right now. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, regardless of the origins of the name, Ghost Hollow Road, you know, that doesn't necessarily explain why it was called Ghost Hollow, because that happened way before Ghost Hollow Road came around. So is Ghost Hollow the same reference to these kids? Maybe. But we don't know that for a fact. So, you know, it's going to be lost to history because we just don't know what we don't know. Regardless of what happened, there have been legends, urban legends, great urban legends that have shaped our childhood and teenage years as well as many others. And a lot of these things take place at Ghost Hollow Road, the newer Ghost Hollow 2.0, if you will, in this whole thing. So let's run down a list of the legends, and just a little bit about everything to get everybody on the same page. So first off is one of the biggest legends about Ghost Hollow, and that would be Ghost Hollow Cemetery. Now, from a, this is all over the internet. There's a lot of the whole uh, you know, Haunted Heartland, the books by Troy Taylor. They often have this mentioned in any Quincy, Illinois reference area, so it's pretty common information. The story goes in somewhat of a recapping fashion that there's a haunted cemetery here. 
somewhere on Ghost Hollow, where scores of would-be ghost hunters have had strange encounters over the years. This alleged eerie graveyard is supposedly surrounded by a high stone wall and is filled with crumbling stone crypts. In the center of the burial ground is a black tomb that bears a one-word inscription in Latin. Few seem to know the exact location of this cemetery. Those who do speak about and claim that you could hear the sounds of whispers and singing in the place at night. Nearby are ancient Native American burial grounds over which houses have been built. Residents still find arrowheads on the property and sometimes spot the occasional ghost in the surrounding wooded area. People say that on some nights you can hear different languages being chanted in the wind, Chris. So that's a doozy, right? They put a hat on a hat. There's a lot going on in that. Let's break that down. Is that and that is is that from Troy Taylor's website? You know, that is actually an amalgam of a couple couple different websites put together. It's okay. Some recollection, some of the, the the more the parts about the Native American spirits that were kind of new to me when I put that together. Yeah. So I, um, you know, back man. When, well, it's funny. You know, when we I will remember two thousand one ish that we were so working at a place called Super Telecom, and there was a bunch of us working pretty. We were doing second shift. We were working the night or you know evening shift, and and we started going down these like we found this website and it was talking about all the haunted places. Right. And you know, this was really when you know I hate to say it, and then maybe it's aging me, but that's kind of when the internet finally started like putting stuff together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. you know, and like making it legitimately like something to go check out. And that was one of the things where you'd go to this website where they would see a bunch of different uh, ghost stories. And, and so Troy Taylor had a page at that point in time, and there was a few others, but yeah. uh, one that we'll eventually get to at some point in time, Peyton's place is another one that uh, was talked about uh, in those stories, but you know, it got into ghost hollow and it got into those stories that he was talking. And I've always wondered about with, with Troy stuff and Troy does good. He has some good books. I don't get me wrong, but you know, he is collecting items and he's been right. collecting items ever since. So uh, anytime you get a story about this stuff or anything that he comes across in any book, he's obviously going to put it out there. But again, you go back to the beginning and the origins of ghost hollow road in general. It's just like, well, who knows if it's true or not, but we hear this the story from back in the day kind of stuff, and you see a lot of that from Troy. Yeah, for sure. yeah, and you know, it is what it is, and unless right. it isn't. But here's the thing. So the big quest is, where is, is A, is this real? And then B, where is it? So there have been a lot of discussions online and by different people who have claimed to have been there and seen it. But in all reality... I mean, there's a lot of information that's that's kept up about old cemeteries that are maybe abandoned or no longer in use and, frankly, can be hard to get to. And there are a few that check the box that are within this area of Ghost Hollow Road. One being, I wouldn't say this one's necessarily that old. It's actually still kept up, and it's Melrose Cemetery. It's not far off Ghost Hollow Road. And, you know, there's, it doesn't really, the, the walls, the, you know, it doesn't really match. There's not that one single, uh, you know, uh, obelisk with a word in Latin on there. So, you know, maybe, maybe not. A little more interesting is, is what's Eads or uh, Ihi Cemetery. Now, this, this, unless you knew it was there, you, you wouldn't know it was there. <laughs> yeah, we, we looked at it. You kind of told me when we were out it's there. It's completely overgrown. If it, like, yeah. You're, it's somewhere in this neck of the woods. It li- <laughs> literally, it is. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. When Ghost Teller Road turns down to Hurleman Lane, Hurleman uh, Road actually kind of bends around 
and uh, and uh, it's actually off Harlemen to the other road there. I forget the name of it. But yeah, it's it's really just a small. It started off as a, a rural cemetery, a family cemetery by a family with the name of Ehi. Their last name was Ehi, and we're talking. I keep wanting to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I think you go for it. You you ride that train. Um, it was a small cemetery, and it's really just completely abandoned. There are some headstones still, but there's really not a good way to get in there. And you know, I don't even want to give a lot of what the location is because right. I don't want to promote vandalism and. We'll probably say this a thousand times, but Wild Quincy does not promote any kind of, <laughs> you know, trespassing. And we, all this stuff, you know, with the exception of the cemeteries in some cases, are located on public land. And you're welcome to cruise by there, but don't do anything stupid. Don't go trespassing. So, yeah, possibly Eads Ehi Cemetery may kind of fit the mold a little bit. And there's another cemetery in that neck of the woods, kind of off Herleman Lane, called Shear Cemetery. And this is a similar situation. It was an old family plot. There may be four or five, maybe six graves, the entire thing, kind of in a set of, you know, disarray. Again, you don't have the walls. You don't have the, the stone obelisk with the word in Latin. So, I mean, it's not looking great for this cemetery. Is it too early, and I apologize if I'm jumping the gun on this, but is it too early to bring up the word grotto? <laughs> uh, we certainly can. We'll talk yeah. about it more. But uh, um, you want to talk about it now? Yeah, Let's I mean, because I think if if you're going down the pathway of talking about potential possibilities of things that may connect the dots of this being a paranormal location, I think if you're going to add any of them, it's going to be this one. That's going to be the kind of the echelon of 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 potential reasons why you have paranormal activity. Okay. Is that say is that too bold of a statement no, to put say? No, pin in that though. I want to okay, revisit okay. that. The problem is we got a lot of stories that are kind of overlap yeah. a little bit here. Okay. But okay. I think Yeah, that, sorry I jumped the boat no, no, on no, that. No, 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 no. It's good. Yeah. It's a little teaser, a little teaser. Little uh, little breadstick for the pizza that. hits. Um no, I thought okay, let's let's take a look at what does the general consensus, what does the hive mind, if you will, of people in, in the area have to say about the cemetery? A lot of people have wandered the road looking. So what I did is I have little sections for all these urban legends, and I call it social buzz, Chris. And what I've done <laughs> okay. is I've gone through the various uh, tangents on, on different social media places, and I've scraped some interesting content. So Robert C. says... My friend went to the location he previously described above, and he was talking, I think, about Eads or Ehi Cemetery. And, uh, yeah, he says Ghost Hollow Cemetery is actually Ehi Cemetery, and it most likely got its name from being close to Ghost Hollow Road. The oldest standing stone is 1861. There are several sunken spots that could have been where older gravestones would have been, where the coffins would have you know, decayed and collapsed, creating sunken spots over time. So this was, this was about 12 years ago when Robert made that comment. So, yeah, he, he seems to have uh, done some exploring there in the, the Eads E Cemetery. Again, you know, firsthand experience. He didn't see any walls. He didn't see anything that matches that real cryptic description of Ghost Hollow. Next one up here is uh, John M., John M. says, everyone confuses Ghost Hollow with Ghost Hollow Road. Thank you, John. Yes, you're reiterating my point here. The former, being uh, being Ghost Hollow, is the creek that runs down to what is now Ghost Hollow. Uh, yeah, so basically he's he's talking a little bit about the differences on, on Ghost Hollow, Ghost Hollow Road. And he suspects that if there is a cemetery that fits this description, 
Maybe it's actually in that hollow area. They're off 57 and Ghost and where uh, 12th Street comes down. Maybe in those the woods. Yeah, in the, in the holler there off the creek. So that's, you know, speculation, of course. But you know what? That What's to prevent anyone from speculating as long as you're not getting out there causing trouble? Um, our listener, Wendy, actually, she, she mentioned one. She said, yeah, I've been there. All those legends were unfounded unless there is another cemetery in the same area. The problem with this one is they had to, they started to construct a new building and they brought in the earth movers and I guess they were digging up a little more than they had planned to when it came to this old cemetery. I don't think they realized it was there. So if this I don't know if this is Eads or Ehi or not, we don't get specific, but essentially they just kind of deserted the project and uh, <laughs> just kind of walked away like, all right, not oh. it. Don't want to be the people disturbing cemeteries. That was a while ago. So things aren't looking great for this Ghost Hollow Cemetery. I think this is, if I had to guess, pretty firmly in the the the, the fiction category. Now, I'll throw something out yeah. there. I, you know, as you were talking about this, it kind of made me kind of reminisce and remember uh, just a little piece. I'm actually looking at Google Maps right now at the satellite view. And one of the things I do remember hearing, and it kind of was a, a strong lead for us that we weren't aware of before, is that somebody said and thought that the cemetery was very close to a pond. Mm -hmm. And so you could actually, they were like, oh, if you look at the satellite images, you can actually see the cemetery on the satellite images. It's right next to the pond. It's like on the north side of the pond. Search, search, search. Never was able to find it on satellite image. But that was something that just popped my head. I don't know if any of our our possible locations are next to a pond or not. I don't, I kind of don't think of this case. Ihi Cemetery is across the street from what is now a pond. I don't believe that that pond would have been there years ago. Right. However. Ever, if you look at the hall, the the twelfth street where it meets Gardner Expressway, I think there may be some ponds up in that area. Ooh, okay. uh, again, please don't go doing anything crazy. <laughs> um, so who knows? I mean, the jury's still out on that one. I guess you could say. Do I think it's going to check every? It's going to check all the boxes that all the, the the legends have made it out to be. No, I, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, I've been wrong before, Chris. Who knows? We never know. All right, so that's that's gonna we'll put a pin in Ghost Hollow Cemetery until some new new information comes comes to light. But let's talk about this lovely legend, which is called the Lady in White. Okay, Lady in White. Now this is an interesting article that was taken from a 2009 Culver Stockton uh, publication. It's credited to an Anthony Ford, and it's called "Walking After Midnight on Ghost Hollow Road." And it goes a little like this. I would often search the area looking for signs of the legendary graveyard, always coming up with nothing. One night I had gotten out of the car and was doing a bit of walking, looking for clues to the location of the crypts once again. My latest tip, like all the others, was a dead end. No pun intended. I was headed back to the car when I passed a woman in her 20s, walking in the opposite direction on the other side of the road, maybe 30 or feet across from me. I nodded at her and waved. She looked in my direction with the oddest look on her face. She was looking almost through me, not quite smiling, but more smirking. She was beautiful, blonde hair, alabaster skin, sad, sunken eyes. We passed each other and I walked for about 20 more seconds when it hit me. It was after 3 in the morning. I usually didn't even see other cars out here at this time of night, let alone others walking on the road. 
I spun around, and she was nowhere to be found. I ran back to my car, thoroughly creeped out. Maybe there's a rational explanation. Maybe I hallucinated the whole thing. Or maybe my gothic desires were fulfilled, and I had glimpsed the ghost of Ghost Hollow Road. So what do you make of that, Chris? Yeah, that's, uh, uh, well, my first thought, and I think we kind of talked about this just a hair when we were out on our adventure, but um, our first thought is, is that, what time of night was this? This was roughly three in the morning. And and she disappeared? Uh, maybe he, uh, yeah. Or, well, this person crossed paths on, basically, on two opposite ends of the, or each side of the road, they passed each okay. other, right? Yeah. And... It took him 20 seconds to be, hey, that's weird. Why is there somebody out here at 3 in the morning? And by the time he spun around to, to do like a double mm. take, boom, she was gone. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um. I mean, it sounds like they're, that's uh, not uncommon out there. Yeah. You know, it, is there another story along those lines? There's a little more here. There's On the social buzz front, I did a little bit of digging. There's a few things that, that maybe maybe fit this mold a little bit. Uh, Cindy S. says... I was told about a lady in white that roams the area. When the gentleman told me that, I got goosebumps. And I believe Cindy actually lives in this area, just FYI, that's important. So, when the gentleman told me that, I got goosebumps, as my daughter had told me something years earlier that I never forgot. She and the neighbor girl were coming home from school on the bus. As my daughter came in the house, she told me that there was someone in our outbuilding. I questioned her, telling her that nobody was in there. She said there was a lady looking out the window, and the neighbor girl saw it too. She wasn't scared, just matter-of-fact in telling me. After hearing the legend, I was freaked out. So perhaps this same woman was an apparition that these girls saw in the area. Again, a lot of, lot of what-ifs here. Um, here's an interesting story by Dale H. True story. Starts like that way. True story, ellipsis. An elderly woman disappeared from Quincy in the early 70s. Her remains were found in a barn on Ghost Hollow Road sometime later. I will not mention the name of the family, except to say that she was referencing another person in this comment thread. I believe it was Cindy S., actually, <laughs> and the previous person. Uh, I believe that we are related to the people who own the property. So mm. you have a potential murder. Well, maybe it wasn't a murder, but an old lady went missing and her remains were allegedly found here. I haven't confirmed that story firsthand, so take it with a grain of salt. You have a couple a couple stories that are similar, but not exactly that same thing as a lady in white. We we uh, our listener Terry, our friend who's been on years uh, season two, season one with, with the aliens. Season episode, one, she yeah. claims to have seen the white lady not once but twice over hmm. maybe twenty years. And it was actually at the bottom of Ghost Hollow Road on Herleman Lane, it sounds like. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you think? What do you make of this? When you talk about the lady in white or a, a ghost lady, yeah. the very first thing that comes to my mind is um, is Mary from up in Chicago. And I meant to look it up. And um, I can't remember what – she has a, a specific name. And if you guys know what it is, let us know in the comments. But, um, you know, it's uh, she was something that they, she hails a, a car and needs a well, ride. A hitchhiker and, ghost? And, yeah, yeah. And so she gets a ride. But it's like one of the most famous ones probably in the country. Um, and she gets a ride and she doesn't really say 
say much and she sits in the back seat and then uh she tells them the address and they take them to pretty much where um it's a it's a name of a uh, of a of cemetery in chicago and uh they take her to the cemetery and by the time they get there she's gone she See, disappears i've heard a variations of that story and i'll share yeah. it right now where same situation hitchhiker ghost uh they take her to her house right they they get there and like okay here we are nobody's there so the driver goes up to the house knocks on the door said hey did your daughter make it in? Did she get out of the car? And yeah. They, they yeah. look at that person with a bewildered look and say, our daughter died three years ago on this very night. You know, it's, it's, it's these crazy stories. It gives goosebumps, right? It's a resurrection, Mary, there it actually, is. Thank in you. Chicago. Yeah. And, and this is such a, uh, a staple of the Chicago area that the Chicago History Museum actually has a page on it on their website. Boy, yeah, that's something. So. That's something. Do we have our own little <laughs> Resurrection Mary? Maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, she's wandering, wandering she down the road, rides. wandering down the road. So you know, keep your keep your eyes open if you're out that way late at night. See if you see the lady in white. If, if it what if it was like a normal person and that other person, the lady was just out doing her morning walk the, and she was yeah. up early in the morning. You know what? That's completely possible. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're like, what the heck is this dude doing out here at 3 o'clock in the morning? Two random strangers <laughs> creeping the crap out of each other. Yeah, right. In it's the middle not, of the night. It's not paranormal. <laughs> it's just somebody's out for a walk in early morning. Somebody's got the exact same story, only, the, only instead of the lady in white, it's their perspective. Yeah, yeah. it would yeah. be awesome if you had the, the social media post that had both sides yeah, right. of the story right, on it. Right, right, <laughs> I saw this guy in dressed in a red shirt and jeans walking down the street at 3 a.m in the morning now it's interesting um this the the sightings of the lady in white that that i've been uh told about firsthand placed them both down near the the spring which is at the where the hurlman road and ghost hollow meet which again if you're not real familiar with it you're getting extremely close to 172 interstate 172 at this point in time it's right next to it right down there at the bottom of the hill yeah you're not far yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah because yeah, and to your point earlier, Chris, you were talking about the grotto and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think let's let's get into this a little bit. We won't go into the yep. full story on the grotto, but at at the base of Ghost Hollow Road there at Herleman Lane, if you're going uh, east, you'll notice that there's a little a creek and there's a little statue. One may be Jesus, one is Mary, and that is a, that is a legitimate grotto uh, that that the owners of the land have put up. There's an interesting story we'll get to on the Patreon side, I think, but. If you don't know any better, you don't know it's there, you don't know the background of that, if you just kind of glance over, those statues are going to catch your eye, especially on like maybe a moonlit night. And I can't help but wondering if some of these uh, alleged sightings may have more to do with these statues that might be catching just a peripheral. What do you think? Uh, well, well, okay. So, and we talked about this. We'll probably talk about it more on Patreon. But there's definitely some 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 factors that are involved with that would make this an interesting location. You have a spring at the bottom of the Water hill source, and what what does, which is, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, paranormal. So, and I don't know. I, I, there's really no. Again, there's not really a scientific evidence what are the, for what are the anything theories? paranormal. Because that's what they but, are. Yeah. But, well, and you can take a bit closer look at my experience. And, and we actually have discussed this within the paranormal community of talking about how you can... I mean, paranormal stuff happens everywhere. But it seems like it happens a lot when there's a water source nearby. So, like the Mississippi River or the Missouri River or some sort of river or creek or some sort of natural running, flowing water. It seems like it's a... Um, 
it's kind of a kind of a, a, a what do you want to say um kind of a, a helpful thing conductor. for uh, for yeah conductor yeah. yeah for for spirits the other thought about that too is that if you want to get scientific uh anytime that you have running water that creates positive ions and positive ions have always always been kind of thought to be kind of a helper to cr- have paranormal entities be able to manifest or be able to do physical things because they have to have those positive ions in the air to be able to you know, produce energy to do stuff. Interesting. So that comes from from flowing water creates a lot of positive ions. The other thing, real quick, a couple things actually. Um, you know, one thing that that really leans into it, and it's everywhere. Um, we obviously know it is because we spent time underneath that area, and that is the limestone in the area. There is tons of limestone on that on that what, side. Of the what hill, is it with limestone? The what is it with limestone in the, the paranormal potential? Limestone, if I remember it right, it's been a while, but limestone is um, is a natural uh, conductor of like um, like memory. So like it can hold hold like um, it can hold stuff. It's kind of like a, I, I have a hard time explaining, it, but it's kind of like a tape recorder. It's kind of right. It can it can hold. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Even well, just be honest from a basic you, standpoint, just energy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has a. So if, you, if, so you, like, if you're not talking about ghosts, you're just talking about energy. It has the ability to. But it could also right. become that. So, like, you know, I would suggest or believe that if you had a lot of limestone, then you would be looking at more residual entity. So that means something that okay. um, doesn't know that it's there. It's not being, um, it's not being like, um, you know, um, it's not interacting at all. It's just doing its thing. Which, again, if you have a lady in white just walking around, that'd be a perfect example of like of a, a tape recording that's being ca- a loop saved in, time. in the limestone. A loop in yeah, time. exactly. It's totally in, in a, unaware of anything happening. Right. We can also, since we're talking about this, throw out alternate dimensions. You know, <laughs> you know. Well, why not? You know, why, why not? not? Right. Right. Um, but and then the finally the one that I I kind of got a little bit of an interest into, and I don't know how much you want to go into, but is is there is an area too that there was suggestion of maybe something to do with the Masons in that neck of the woods as well, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about that on thing. Patreon. I think we okay. had my facts a little strong on the lo- wrong okay. location. We were thinking it was okay. around Ghost Hollow Road. I've I've since checked my. My, my info and it, it's okay. nearby but not on ghost hollow road we'll get to that later though now just throwing out my last little tidbit of information it's something else that i noticed but i'll go ahead and mention it here and it wouldn't have been in effect say 100 years ago and I, I guess really how long ago just to recap how long ago was the bridge in existence that went across the holler oh boy you know i don't have the exact data when that culvert was ballpark in. it you know i would say I would say 19, yeah, I think it was probably replaced in the 20s or maybe 30s or 40s. Okay. I'll say 30 to 50. Let's give a big window here because there was a car accident at one point out there. Nobody died, but but, uh, yeah, there's a picture and I'll see if I can find that for the blog page of the car that went over the bridge area. <laughs> so oh, wow. that was that could even been like 60s frankly. So you know, mm. I, don't, I don't really know so what the, means. Yeah. So do we have a picture of the bridge then? Vaguely. It's a bad oh, picture. Be interesting to see. But uh, we'll see what I can wrestle up here on yeah. the blog. Uh anyway, the last piece of the puzzle and it's more current and it has to do with obviously there's some very high power tension lines that are power lines that came oh, through this point. area in the recent years. Um, that wasn't there obviously in the 60s right. or even up to even the 2000s uh but now there should be a ton and i mean a ton of emf in that area which is electromagnetic frequency 
that's and that has always been a conductor created from of, large energy like power lines, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime, and this is more of like you know, the more you know, you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> um, but uh, you want to be cautious, especially if you live close or especially under any high powered uh, power lines because they create create EMF. One of the things you got to be really careful about, and we've seen this happen. It's really crazy. I'll give you a quick little story. Uh, we did an investigation. I mean probably 20 years ago now, uh, but it was a house in St. Louis and they were having activity and they had a kid there and it was kind of something we wanted to kind of help them with if we could. Well, we had EMF detectors, which detects that electromagnetic right. frequency in the air. We were able to, to figure out that the EMF was extremely high in a certain section of the house. Well, come to find out, we found the source. It was a bad outlet that was producing EMF that was out of this world it was like majorly high emf come to find out it was right on the other side of the the uh wall from the kid's bedroom and so that kid was getting dosed with emf non-stop when they were what does that do though what does that do to a person good question so when you have a large amount of emf that's you're you're in you're taking in that can literally it's scientifically proven it can create like um these senses and these these senses in your body that create fear. So like it will actually give it to where you um, you start getting scared, like something's happening. Like a paranoia start, sense. Yeah, or... you start getting paranoid and stuff mm. like that. That's what happens. It's an actual scientifically proven fact that EMF will produce like these these sorts of feelings inside your body and, and give you these false senses. So Long story short is that if you live underneath power lines, um, move. <laughs> you may, you may have ghosts <laughs> that you think you have that you don't. Yeah, yeah, that you don't. Or you um, might. But Who uh, knows? Who might? Again, if you take a take a take a quick little jog out there, take it on Ghost Hollow Road as you're driving down, actually driving east. Uh, you look to the left, and there's just this huge substation that's uh, that's dealing with that Chris, power. Chris, we and might so. need to go back there with some of your gear. Yeah, I think so too. I don't I know. Right. I'm curious now on some things. Yeah. Right, well, that yeah. was that was interesting. I always find you know trying to take some of your experience there on the paranormal research into effect here. Uh, a couple more stories, maybe one or two. Where are we at here? One now. This is one that I have the least amount of information on. Um, essentially, it's a house that's either disappeared or the outline oh, of a yes. house. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a lot on this, you know. This is actually the first story about Ghost Hollow. Before I've ever heard about the lady, I heard about the house. Really? Okay. Yeah, because yep. in high school, this was on the story. And here's a very muddled version of kind of what happened here. So there was either a house or a shed or a barn or some kind of structure. It may have burned down. It may have just fallen apart. But... Some of the legends say that either at sunset, you may see the outline or the silhouette of this house. Sometimes I've heard it described as like a fiery outline, okay, of the burning house. Others have heard accounts of at night, you can see the silhouette as if the building is still standing there. But if you were to approach it or shine a light on that vicinity, there's nothing there. Hmm. So from the... Couple first-hand accounts that I have, we were able to pin down an actual location of where this might have been, and there's been some some working of the land. Some trees have been taken down. The landscape's been altered a little bit. So you know, I don't know. We, you know, we, spoiler alert: we didn't see much. 
but we did go to that location, and the we one did. thing that I did, I, I, I really liked and, and thought was kind of neat is that from the angle of where this location's at, when you're on the road and you're looking at certain time at night, early in the night, the glow from the city lights is very red and it's very ominous. That's it's, true. It's an interesting look, and it almost looks like the sky is almost on fire yeah. because of the way the hill is and where the trees are at in the background. It's a very ominous looking area, and but I think it would also be extremely obvious with that that um, that you know uh, organic or net light or the the you know the light that's being produced that if there was something that was being like just all of a sudden this house appeared I think it would be very obvious that this house was appearing. Yeah, um, you know, and you, you take into effect just confirmation bias. I mean, if you're out there looking for something, if it's at nighttime and you are seeing a, a some kind of backlighting either from the lights of the city or from a moonlight or something. Even the right configuration of trees might give that yeah. roof line visual. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the fact that there has been some changes in a lot of the some woods in that area have been thinned down a little bit, that may have had an effect on if this was just, you know, a optical illusion of the, some kind of shapes here that fit the look of a house roof or something, you know, maybe it's no longer a factor. I don't know. Uh, I was I was curious, and I did find a little bit of social buzz on the house outline. Uh, one was from a Daniel C. said, "Oh yeah, we saw the outline of the house a couple of times. Well, we think we did. Who really knows? But we all agreed we thought it was there. We pulled up into the field and where it was, and there was an old shed. We walked to the shed and we noticed across the field the outline of the house. We were in shock and pointed it out to one another." Next thing we knew, the car's headlights were coming towards us. We thought maybe we didn't put it in park all the way or something, so we ran back to the car, and it hadn't moved. Crazy. I love it. (laughs) So (laughs) kind of an interesting story there. It appears they they exited the car, went up to this barn on the property, and at one point it looked I guess their car seemed to be moving towards them, maybe. I don't know. Who knows what to make of that one? One one more here by a Jess S. This only thing similar off Ghost Hollow Road I ever heard about was at a barn you could drive past one direction and it wasn't there. You'd see nothing. On the return trip, you would see the open barn and a man hanging from the beams. Oh, interesting. Mm, that is if, interesting. If you got out to if excuse me, if you got out of your vehicle to approach it, a black dog would chase you off down the road in your vehicle. Okay, so there may be a cross story there because that one actually sounds more familiar about Peyton's place than it does See, about Ghost Hollow. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. and this this is what's fun. This is like yeah. urban legend soup, right? <laughs> and it's 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 so Quincy eccentric too. It's insane. You, you get little elements of there certain stories, yeah. and you kind of forget which is what, and you get this conglomeration of urban legends coming together. So yeah, I want to talk about Peyton's place in the oh, future. Oh, we're going to do an episode. I, I just wrote season five Peyton's place. So. I don't know a lot about it, so I'm excited. <laughs> I think it's time to dig into right. that story. So yeah, I mean, uh, firsthand account we've heard says that uh, that. You know, basically what happens is they, they drove by and saw it was a house or a, a barn or some kind of building. They actually were able to maneuver their car lights to hit the area. And when the car lights hit that area, there was nothing there. So I don't know what to make of that, man. Um, we didn't. It's. I'd love to hear more stories about it from anybody else just to get some more information. 
Um, yeah, if there's something that you haven't told us about yet, or maybe you have an extra story, let us let us know so maybe we can put the pieces together. But uh, Travis, I want to, uh, you know, I've been sitting here as we've been talking, and, and I want to kind of recap because I'm hoping I didn't miss something here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we talk, obviously, Ghost Hollow Road right. came from Ghost Hollow. Correct. Okay. Was Ghost Hollow there before the road came through and made the bridge? Does that make sense? Um, was it there? Was it called Ghost Hollow before any road was there? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so so because your your first story talked about kids that were screwing around and scaring horses and stuff like that, and, and, and so you have that. But if it was called Ghost Hollow before the kids were doing that, that means there's an origin story. For Ghost Hollow and, itself. Yeah, for Ghost Hollow. So that would make me question, okay, we hear these stories in current day. Uh, They are what they are. Might be real, might not be. But that origin of that name had to come from somewhere, which means that there has to be a background story because you just don't say, hey, we're going to call this Ghost Hollow without there being a ghost. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, early maps um, of those townships – you're talking late 18, 1860s. I mean, those call out Ghost Hollow and Ghost Hollow Creek. Yep. So, I mean, that, yeah, it, it would hint that. But you know what's interesting, Chris, is I didn't realize this. So doing research here, uh, I, every town may have a Ghost Hollow. <laughs> well, Hannibal hmm. does. Really? Not too far from Lover's Leap, as a matter of fact. And there was actually... Uh, so somebody died there. I think it might have been a suicide in maybe mm. the 70s or 80s. But again, yeah. there's there, you don't I mean Mill Creek didn't call just be say, oh, we're gonna call this Mill Creek. There was mills yeah, on the sure, creek, absolutely. and so they called it absolutely. Mill Creek. You know, um, you know, a, a, a guy by the name of uh, by the name of Cutter is not uh, just random name, or he was probably a butcher or a cutter at some point in time, right? So right. there's origins to every story and every name of everything. So even though that you know, it just it just doesn't make any sense that you would have yeah, a there's a, a name of a place without there being a story to go. No, I, I agree. It's kind of what came first, the chicken or the egg situation yeah. here. Um, you know, could could I could the overall spookiness of the hollow have a you know an effect? I mean, obviously, think of all the stories we've heard from wisdom from our forefathers. I mean, but but you're thinking cutting you're edge thinking, science yeah. wasn't really the cutting you're edge true. then, but at the time. It was a whole lot easier to believe in the idea of ghosts and and things that go bump in the night because you didn't know as much back then scientifically. But I also want to believe that, man, and maybe I'm way off base on this, and I think Adams County folklore may actually <laughs> prove me wrong okay. on this. But but you get back into let's say let's just say that it was Ghost Hollow. I don't know. Can we can we can we say 1800s? Was it in the 1800s? Was it already called that? Can we assume? Yeah, or do you I think, I think 18 okay. late mid late 1800s. I think you're good. Yeah. yeah. Though I mean I don't know. Maybe I'm just way off base and my my digits are way off here. But I felt like those guys would have been a little bit more like uh, like. Um, grizzled and a little bit more like it's going to take a lot to scare a person in the 1800s like they they spent their time in the woods all the time right um it's they didn't have a a a, you know a light switch to go flip on when they got scared in the dark right this is how they lived every day so so to have something happen that is a paranormal experience like that it would have to be pretty extreme 
for them to call a location Ghost Hollow. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I you know I might be one of those things we just never know the origin. I don't know. But, uh, it, just out of curiosity, were you ever able to do any digging into archives of the Herald Wig? Was there any 1800s references at all to that? Um, the only reference to Ghost Hollow was more in joking. About okay. you know, there's not even ghosts in Ghost Hollow anymore. Kind of, kind of talking about like a then and now situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even at that point, it was kind of it was kind of offered up as a, from a humorous standpoint of a reference. Um, hmm. And I think it, ghosts might have even been in in parentheses or in uh, quotations rather, which mm. maybe plays to that whole stories we heard about you know the kids hiding under the bridge, scaring people. Um, right. You know, who knows? Um, there, there's a few more kind of one-off stories here that I thought would be interesting here. Uh, let's dive down that. Um, Ted R. mentions that when I, when I was a kid, we used to call that swampy wooded area where 12th Street turned into the Garden Expressway, Ghost Hollow. It was a place nobody went to very far into the woods because it uh, turned out to be water, mud, and swamp. My father always cautioned me to stay out of there because it was once a deep hole where kids used to go swimming. People often tell ghost stories to keep kids out of places like that, but it also, you know, just arouses their curiosity. Have to admit, I went there in there once with a friend, but we sunk in over our boots as we got out, and so we got out of there as fast as we could. Uh, Quicksand. No ghost stories, sorry. Um, he talks a little about that area, which was known as Hidden Lake, right there where kids would sometimes go swimming years ago. And there's actually some photos of that on various local history Facebook pages. Um, hmm. So, yeah, it used to be a quarry. It may have even been a quarry for the Menke Stone. And that was a huge uh, contracting yeah. building place years ago in Quincy. Um, so, yeah, this kind of further elaboration on that, that area there where 12th Street and uh, Gardner Expressway meet. Rita L. says, uh, no scary stories from that area. Um, look and see if there's anything interesting here about specifics. Yeah, this is another story that talks to the idea of the horse and buggies and how the kids would, would jump out and scare people. So a lot of people have that think, seem to think that that is the genesis of Ghost Hollow Road. But it's not. Well, maybe it is Ghost Hollow Road, but your question. But not Ghost Hollow. Ghost Hollow. Yeah, that that yeah. is the question. That might predate the road. It, it seems like it. It seems like here's an interesting story from a Robert U. Okay. So in the late 70s, me and a friend were riding dirt bikes from Marblehead to the Blacktop, 36th Street. I believe uh, at the end of the gravel road, there was an old house. So I'm assuming he's along Ghost Hollow Road here. Uh, my friend's bike died at that intersection. He was kicking and kicking, trying to restart when mine died. All was silent. We had heard that the area was haunted. We were freaked out and started pushing our bikes down the Blacktop towards Quincy. Push them to the bottom of the hill where the road turns north. Uh, they, they were both wore out. They tried to start both bikes, and they started, and they rode home five, five miles away. So we have a mystery, mysterious uh, something was going on with the bike. They didn't want to start. They were on hmm. Ghost Hollow Road. You know, just a story. Were there, were there kids' fingerprints on the back of the bumper? <laughs> <laughs> Got to put that baby powder on your, your, your uh, bumpers, kids. Find, find the nearest crybaby bridge or your uh, your railroad crossing. Um, yeah. <laughs> classic story. Yeah. Classic story. Uh, yeah, that that's really. I mean, that's really the long and short of it on on the stories of Ghost Hollow Road. There might be a few others. You know, I do. I, I do think it's interesting that each 
each community uh, is going to have, especially if you get a little bit larger. If you take like a Payson or Liberty, it might be a little bit more rare to find some of these stories that are more about the folklore kind of, um, you know, um, old wise tale kind of stuff. Um, urban legend is a better word, even better uh, to say. But when you look at like a Hannibal, and we talked about this, you got, you know, Screaming Johnny's. And for Quincy, it's definitely, you know, there's a couple areas of interest. And one of those is by, by far, when you're a high schooler, um, by far, Ghost Hollow Road is going to be one of those that piques your interest in, uh, and, and gets you to, to think of more. So it's kind of neat that even though we hear about these, um, you know, urban legends that we hear all across the country, something like a Ghost Hollow Road is very unique and actually has yeah. its own specific, like, uh, origin story that uh, is unique to the Quincy area. Yeah, there's, you know, regardless of the truth, regardless of the reasoning behind how things got named, you know, (laughs) there's some people that say, never let the facts get in the way of a good story. And there's something to be said about the folklore of an area. You know, regardless of the truth, we're not saying it's truth. It's part of the folklore. It's part of the story. And Truth or not, the, gener- the generations of kids cruising Ghost Hollow Road, hopefully not getting into any trouble. Let's you know stress that. Um, you know that's probably going to live on far, far beyond us. And you know there's something to be said about the power of stories, even if it's you know truth or not. It's it's those little ingredients that make a area your hometown and hold a special place in your heart. So. Fact or fake, this is uh, one of those places, Ghost Hollow Road in Quincy. Yeah, as long as the name of the road stays the same, the stories will always be there, that is for sure. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have more on our Patreon. I, I, mean, I think you got some more stories, maybe? Well, Chris, you know, we about. hinted at this a little bit. We didn't want to just be the armchair detectives here. We we decided, we said, whenever we get a chance to get a little, little, <laughs> I'd say mud on the boots, but we didn't really get out of the truck. Field research. Yeah, we got a little mud on the tires, a little du- gravel and dust on the tires, and we, we headed out to Ghost Hollow Road recently, made a few laps in, in the dark. It wasn't, wasn't 3 a.m. We, you know, we're getting old. We're too old for that crap. <laughs> but we did give our, our due diligence. We did several passes. We checked out the areas that we had from firsthand accounts, and we're going to tell you just our conclusions, what we saw, what we didn't see, what we suspect might be things other people are seeing that could throw off uh, some red flags. And it should be interesting. So if you're not a member of Patreon, think about jumping on and you can hear more about that. Yeah, we'll have that uh, coming up for you next week. But uh, this has been a look at the uh, most mysterious urban legend in the Quincy area, and that is Ghost Hollow Road. We'll have more after this on Wild Quincy. <laughs> At a time like this, don't you know Boyers having their big cowboy Christmas sale? Let's go! Hey, who's gonna do all these dishes? What's on sale? Leather belts, regular price $20, now $13.95. These women's Durango boots are only $59.50. Every pair of Justin and Twinlima boots are now on sale. All shirts and blouses are now on sale, safe from 10 to 30% off. Boyers, boots, shoe repair, and western wear, 36 Broadway, Quincy. Travis, we uh, talk about historic throwback ads, and I'm I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I don't think there is a more uh, iconic ad in the Quincy market than the Boyer's Slim Boot Guy. Oh, you gotta love Slim. I mean, yeah, just a legend, local legend right there. 
Yeah. So, so um, we came across this. I, again, I, I tried deep diving all I can, and I came across this, and we couldn't remember if we'd done a Boyer uh, advertisement before, but we figured either way, Slim's worth his own go around. So if we haven't, we'll just get him on there again because it's worth it. Uh, this one was actually dating back uh, quite a ways back. This goes back to 1994, uh, and it's a Boyer's commercial for the Christmas time. They also used, did some Christmas commercials with like uh, elves and elves, stuff for yeah. a while. It's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, you can catch this stuff on on YouTube. Just do a, a search for Boyer's. But Boyer's. Uh, Started back, Travis, in 1920. Oh, my gosh. 1920. So they, they date back over 100 years now. Family-owned business. They're on their fifth generation of shoe cobblers. Uh, they uh, do on-site repairs. And, of course, as everybody knows, Slim is uh, their uh, lovable cowboy character. He's been on their advertisements for 30 years. Uh, if you don't know what Slim looks like, if you don't see him on TV, Slim wears this extremely long handlebar mustache and gets himself into a lot of mischief. And I've always wondered, Travis, how he wears that mustache because it's real like straight down um is it attached to his nose or is it on his top lip i could i don't know you know for me that's up there with the questions of how do doctor's coats stay like they do is there an inside belt thing going on there i've asked many doctors jokingly no one will give the secret to me i don't know uh no it is a mysterious mustache and i'll tell you Slim looks a lot like one of the workers in Boyers. I don't know if you ever noticed that, Chris. Oh. But, uh, I have real Clark Kent situation going on there. Yeah. I, I think uh, if anybody knows this guy, maybe <laughs> we should talk to him, and maybe he should do a, a, a cameo on Wild Quincy. I'm just saying. Maybe oh, we need I'd to have like him come that. do a cameo. I bought yeah. a, quite a few pair of boots out there in my time. Yeah, so. yeah. We, we've joked about that before on Patreon. <laughs> That's right. We'll just leave that for the uh, paywall, behind the paywall. Little gem. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, check out, uh, of course, a great uh, kickback there. I'll throw back. Also, make sure, again, throw this out there. If you have some uh, emails uh, or uh, contact us on Facebook, as I mentioned before, if you have some old VHS tapes, something you want to keep on there, I'll digitalize them for you as long as I get to keep the... Uh, the uh, commercials off of them if there's any good ones on there so please please send them to us because i think if we don't get any more here by the time we get to next season we're probably going to have to change things up because as mentioned many times before the well is drying uh we're getting to the bottom of the barrel and uh so yeah we're gonna need to find something so yeah uh give us give us a shout out right if uh, you have something correct travis absolutely chris you got that right we'd love to have some more in the uh, old pipeline uh, so we have to uh, move on, and who better to move on with than the Golden Pipes? And now, it's time for Words of Wisdom from Adams County. Thanks, Bo. Uh, our history, our folklore, our wisdom from our forefathers and foremothers coming your way this time. And uh, Travis, about time to do a new set of uh, numbers coming up pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. We got to... Got to get the fresh numbers, see what other knowledge we haven't hit yet. We got to gotta get it all the goodness. <laughs> so this one, obviously, we're talking paranormal. We're talking about ghosts. And sure enough, in our Dr. Hyatt book of Adams County folklore, we have a spirits section. Mm, boy, what we got so here? So it's time to dive into the spirits section. Uh, I got a four here I'm going to give you. Oh, by the way, we have to do some digging. There is numerous stories in the book about a Kinderhook bridge being haunted and scaring mm. scaring horses when they cross it. 
Okay. Interesting. So we need to dig into that because I think we might have another paranormal story to to dive into. Kinderhook Bridge. Kinderhook Kinderhook Bridge. Bridge. Yep. Okay. So uh, going on anyway, uh, here's a couple of them to give to you. Uh, Let's see which one we want to start with here. Well, let's start with this one. There's a story about Burton Cave in the book. Oh, what we got? What we got? So it's 10,520. The Burton Cave, about 18 miles from Quincy. That might be a little over uh, more than that. Um, Is haunted. A man was killed right in front of the cave. You can go there in the daytime and everything is all right. But if you go there by night, something will pull you right into the cave. That's going to be tough these days. But uh. <laughs> There's those bars. Oh, man. This just turned into a Ouch. Saul episode. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. Saw a, a little Burton Cave reference, reference there. Uh, a couple others here for you. 10,427. Never go to bed thinking about ghosts. If you do, you will see them in your sleep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it checks out. Get your subconscious yeah. thinking. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> trying to see here which one I want to do here. Uh, 10,430. An old woman says that at night something comes to her house and calls her name, but she cannot see anything. It's a ghost. Yeah, well, you know, checks out. And then finally, 10,428. And I thought this one was pretty, pretty funny because it's kind of like Mr. Obvious territory. Uh, but here you go. If you lay in your bed at night and hear something talking and can't see it, it's a ghost. Words of wisdom from Adams County. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. And you don't have a, a husband or wife or your child that's you know always sneaking in your bed, yeah. maybe. But yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, what's this weird noise I'm hearing at night? You know, oh. give give it a cursory glance, look around a little, maybe <laughs> check, check under, the, under the bed. Yeah, <laughs> don't just. I mean, and, and which is that supposed to be like a little peace of mind there? Be like, guys. It's just a ghost, okay? You don't have to participate in the conversation. Just a ghost. It'll be (laughs) fine. It's probably fine. You're not going to, you probably won't die. You're probably not a big deal. Just rough night of sleep. That's That's right. So there you go. That's a look at our uh, folklore from Adams County. Uh, yeah, so always exciting stuff. Be looking, by the way, as we wrap up the season, get ready for season five. We'll uh, throw out those numbers again. Please, please, please keep in the back of your mind. Use high numbers. One through like 300 is not good. And everybody <laughs> does that. <laughs> so it really limits the availability. You guys' choices suck. It sucks. Like there's over fourteen thousand. Pick higher numbers. Go on, shoot high. Shoot high. <laughs> shoot high. It would shoot be high. great. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, like a certain family member of yours picked number one, and boy, it's like, man, I, I keep wanting to use it, but it's like, man, it's so drab. <laughs> yeah, they, they always save the good stuff for later. Yeah, you know? yeah. Get 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 high numbers. So so there you go. Uh, before we get to the last piece of the puzzle. So a couple things. Again, uh, we're looking for those uh, those um, extra pieces for throwback ads. If you got those, email it to us. But, uh, of course, we, we can't have email without knowing our contact information. And what would that be, Travis? Well, you can give us a shout on the email, wildquincy at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you. Give us your feedback, critiques, or corrections. We'll take anything you got. Wanting to give us a shout on the telephone via text or the old traditional leave a message, you can do so at 612-666-9453. That's 612-666-WILD. Um, we want to hear what you have to say, so let us hear it. Come on. You got ways to give us a shout. Let's do it. Catch us on socials, too. You know where to find us. 
And since we're talking about ways to catch us, Travis, there's something else we're asking for, and I believe it's called Wild Files. Oh, we're, we're like... We're like Elmer Fudd out there with a shotgun. Only we're not doing damage. We're not looking for wabbits. We're looking for wild files. And we want to hear any tales that you have of the weird, strange, wonderful, or just odd that have happened to you in or around Quincy. Maybe it's a weird family artifact you have. Maybe it's Grandpa's bullet that he didn't that didn't kill him from World War II that he keep in a little dresser somewhere. Maybe you know, maybe it's a ghost story. Maybe you were out on Ghost Hollow Road and you saw something about the house or the white lady. We want to hear about it. Give us an email. Give us a call. We're going to extend the season, so to speak, with these wild file episodes. It'll give you a little more wild Quincy, um, but only if you guys give us a little love with your wild files going forward. And I think you just made a good point there. It's not just about paranormal or no, unexplained. No. You know, you just brought up a good thing. Like, we we are history-oriented. So if it's some sort of cool, like, historical thing that maybe something with your family or something about you remember from Quincy's past that really sticks out to you, just, just touch base with us, man. Let everybody else know. We'd love to hear those stories. Maybe Bigfoot gave you a wedgie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's out there. You got to let us know. Exactly. So anything you got, just uh, send it to us and we'll uh, maybe feature it uh, here during the off season, which is coming up just around the corner. We have one episode left. Mm. Mm. And as always, we talk about uh, what the next episode might be about with our question of the day. So Travis, you, uh, you weren't too sure about this one. My flawless record stands ready for more flaws. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure like the good news is that with your flawlessly always getting it wrong record, it might be all right. So when you're uh, at the bottom, you can only go up. That's so right. We're either heading towards the bottom more or we're heading straight up. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you got to start at zero somehow. Uh, right. So here is the question one more time. One of the biggest programs in early years for of TV in the tri-state area was a a kid show that was hosted by a guy by the name of Cactus Jim. What was the show called? Give you some options here. It's Cactus Jim and Friends, the Cactus Jim Show, the Cactus Jim Hour, or the Cactus Club. Travis, your thoughts. And now, by the way, I know we have listeners out there that are like, oh, I know what this one is. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we do. Yeah. But what's your thoughts? What do you think? <sighs> I'm leaning towards the f- first one or the last one. So that would be either Cactus Gym and Friends or the Cactus Club. See, my my thinking here is Cactus Gym and Friends. That I have never seen Cactus Gym. I only have seen pictures and heard some minor stories. I don't know if there were a whole cavalry of like puppets or like friends of, of Cactus, like you know, kind of rude elementary puppets that would you know do stuff. That seems like it might be a little bit of production value that we couldn't afford locally. <laughs> so, Cactus, the last one was Cactus Jim and Friends, right? No, the last one was the Cactus Club. Cactus Club. See, I can see the value there because a lot of the early uh, radio dramas, there were you could join the club, send mm. a self-addressed stamp, and you'll get that oh, yeah. secret decoder yeah. ring, right? <laughs> and it'll be some kind of a marketing tie-in there. That seems more realistic to me. Hmm. Okay, I'm probably completely wrong, Chris. But you I'm gonna go. That? I'm gonna. I think that's got the best, from a strictly marketing standpoint. That's got the best like end user input type of analytical data. Yeah. I think. So we're gonna okay. go with that. I don't know. This may be the most in depth this thought you've ever had about why you're choosing. This I don't know. Answer. I've had some pretty in depth answers, but I've got it wrong before. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll see where I'm at. I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but let's go with it. 
All right, so your choice is the Cactus Club. Yeah. And you would be correct. Oh, my gosh. It, it feels so good. <laughs> that That is that so is good. Mr. Food. That is not the Cactus Gym. <laughs> mm, so good. That's right. I didn't mean to, but I got there. Yeah. So I, I nailed it. I nailed it. Yeah, okay, good job. It. So, so it. just so it. you guys know, the Cactus Club uh, it was, uh, again, this guy named Cactus Gym. And actually, more specifically, ended up in later years being called, being called the Prairie Farms Cactus Club yeah. uh, because it was sponsored by Prairie Farms so much. Drink so your milk, kids. He always said, they, drink your milk, kids. Right. They literally drank the milk uh, from cartons <laughs> on the <laughs> show. Like a ritualistic thing. <laughs> now, good children, <laughs> take your saucer filled with the liquid of cow juice. And imbibe from it the sweet deliciousness. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because it was uh, Prairie Farms was a big sponsor, and it says here that uh, Cactus always suggested that we kink our pinky when we drink our milk. What's that? So mean? kink our pinky. I think well, it this means, is like, an audio program, it. Chris. Describe what you're doing. Kind of bending your pinky finger so inward. I think your... that's what they mean. Kink well, that's it. hard to do for me. It is. It is hard to do. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, real quick here. Uh, the show first aired all the way back October 12, 1953. Uh, it was called the Cactus Club. It aired on Channel Seven from 1953 to 1961. Then it jumped over to the rivals at WGEM, where it was there from 61 to May of 1970. Cactus Jim was a pretty girl to dance. Everybody wanted to have a dance with Cactus Jim. Oh, yeah. Right it used there. to be, this was yeah. really big, too, because the kids would actually come in and be part of the show. So they would have kids part of the show. So it was there, kind of cool as well. Bonus points. If, uh, there, were, there was a rival program to Cactus Jim. Oh. And I think it was the Possum Holler Opry. That was local? I don't know, but I think my father was at one point in the studio audience. That. Oh. Oh, that's cool. In this box of memorabilia, I believe there is a, a photo of the Possum Holler Opry. I think I got that right. Yeah, that, anyone, I, that's the thing. If yeah. anyone knows about more about this, let us know. I'm curious. So, yeah. yeah. Back to you, Chris. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Uh, thanks to uh, Star Radio uh, and uh, Mike Moyers, he did uh, about six years ago, uh, kind of said farewell to Cactus Jim as he uh, was kind of talking about the history of that uh, in a news article. So, thanks to him for posting that and showing some cool pictures. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but we're not digging which we probably should dig into someday of old tv shows that were local Um, but we're gonna dig into tv and more specifically the first place that cactus gym was at was at khqa with a uh, last people episode of the season where we're going to have somebody that spent many 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 years at khqa and uh, was on air and then behind the scenes as news director we're going to be talking with none other than carol sowers coming up in the next episode of wild quincy what do you think travis oh that's great i mean i you know i can speak for you too i'm sure chris is carol there's like a there's like a uh Blanket on the name of the, the thing with the presidents on the rock. What is the thing? Called? Oh, like a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I want to say Stonehenge. Chris, it's been a long day. Okay, I like. I played music in the heat for two hours earlier. I'm a little not with it right now. Let's be honest. But if there, right. if there was, I, I'm wanting to say Stonehenge again. If there was a Mount Rushmore of media personalities when we were growing up. Carol Sowers would be up there for certain. And Absolutely. I can't wait to catch up with Carol and see what she's been up to. 
So that'll be exciting. So we're going to go through and talk about her early years. We're going to talk about uh, the time at uh, KHQA. We're going to talk about what she's doing now since she's been off the air and and away from the tri-state area. So we're going to be catching up with none other than uh, former KHQA personality Carol Sowers. That coming up on the season finale episode of Wild Quincy to finish up season four and get us to the off season. And speaking of getting us to the end, uh, Travis, is there anything we're missing? You know, we thank you for listening. Get Tell a friend. Tell a friend about Wild Quincy. Um, that's the best way to help us out, other than being a patron or donating. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, for Travis Hoffman, I'm Chris Ketters. You've been listening to Wild Quincy. We'll catch you guys next time. Take care, everybody. Wild Quincy is released every other Tuesday and is produced by Chris Ketters and Travis Hoffman. Sound designed by Downdraft Sound and Editing and music by Travis Hoffman Music. I'm Bo Beecraft, and thanks for listening to Wild Quincy. Wild Quincy.